Kilaim, Perik Base, Mishnah Yud, 210. Now we have the last Mishnah that discusses the spacing between different patches or fields of various types of plants. And finally, we explicitly talk about the requirements for the Besa, um, or the 6 by 6 Fachim, as the case may be. Now, as you said, when we talk about the, the Besa as a space, there's two approaches in the Mepharshim, what we're talking about over here. Everyone agrees that we're dealing with the problem of appearing to be mekayem, to allowing to grow two species um, too close together, having as if you've planted them together, or they're commingling. And therefore, the principle at work here is the two different species of plants must be visually distinct. Now, the way that's achieved is by a mechanism that is a base rova in size. Again, base rova, the 24th of a base saw, which ends up being roughly 10 by 10, a little bigger, but let's call it 10 by 10 amos, something like 5 by 5 meters, 15 by 15 feet, something like that. So we need this base rova, but there's a fundamental machlokus what that base rova is all about. According to most Mepharshim, including the Bartanura, our hero, what we're talking about is a blank, unplanted area, the size of a base rova, which is a, intercedes between the different fields. In other words, if you have wheat and barley growing side by side, at the edge of those two fields where they come together, you'll have to have an area of a base rova, roughly 10 by 10 almost, of nothing unplanted, um, land, which will act as a divider between these two fields. Now, according to that, when you, if let's say the fragment take, you had a massive 20 by 20 field of wheat and a 20 by 20 field of barley. So in the middle of the two of them, between the two on the edge, you'll have to have an empty unplanted area of land. But then that only goes 10 deep, 10 almost deep. Beyond that, the two fields will converge and come together. Some Achornim explain that they can just right, really come right up to each other, and some understand that it has to, the, the space has to taper, kind of like a triangle, if you will, um, from 10 to, towards 0, but never actually you know, getting to 0. So they never actually planted one next to the other, just a converging kind of triangle of unplanted area. So it would be a, a triangle beyond the square of unplanted, kind of like a house shape, like a pentagonal shape. Um... That's how most learn according to Bartanura. The other approach is that of the Rosh Cerulio and the Gra. The Rosh Cerulio, again, Mafarish on the Yushalmi in Kilaim, the Gra in his parish of Mishnayas. Understand that there's no requirement ever to have a blank, unplanted area of, you know, of, of a base rova. That never comes into play. The base rova is referring to the size of the field itself. That is to say, if you have two fields that are sufficiently large, one of wheat and one of barley, says the Gra and the Rosh Cerulio, then they're visually distinct, even if they're touching one next to the other, because it's perfectly clear this massive area is all wheat, this massive area is all barley. So according to them, we're never worried about the spacing between the wheat and the barley. We're just talking about the space of, the dimensions of the barley field and the wheat field. If they're sufficiently large, they're visually distinct. And anyone can see from a distance, oh, that's wheat, and that's separate and distinct from barley. So the base rova, according to them, is the size requirement of each field so that they stand alone, even though there's no spacing between them. 
Okay, so the Mishnah first discusses the calculations of the base rova a little more, and then we'll go back to talking about where the base rova is applicable. So first the Mishnah says, Koshu Basoch base rova, in that base rova of space, whatever is in it, even something that's unplantable, let's say you have like, you know, like cracks in the ground that are filled with water. So like little puddles, you know, like, or little, I don't know, little like ponds or something, whatever it is. So those little puddles or ponds or filled up crevices of water, even though you can never plant in such a crevice, and therefore it might look like the reason that you've got to unplanted is, you know, I'm going to explain this first according to the Bartanura and most, and then we'll go back to the Grah. So we're talking about the base rova here being an unplanted area. So even though you could never plant in that little crevice that's filled with water, for argument's sake, um, it doesn't matter. One wouldn't say, oh, really, it's not visually distinct, and the reason he didn't plant there is he would have planted there, but he couldn't because of the, you know, the water's there. No, as long as there is a space of, of uh, a base rova, and therefore it separates the two fields of, let's say, wheat and barley, um, the wheat and barley are visually distinct, and it doesn't matter that there's a reason why you might have not otherwise planted there anyways in that blank space, for argument's sake, because it had a, a crack filled with water. So whatever is in the base rova, it doesn't matter. All the base rova, it counts for the base rova. And similarly, if in that base rova of unplanted field, you have achilas agefen, you have the work area around a, a vine, a grapevine. Um, as we'll learn later in the Masechta, you have to leave around every vine, trunk of every grapevine's no, trunk, um, a radius of six tfachim, uh, around it, uh, where you don't plant anything else because it's kilaim. So again, the idea is, even though there's a great, the perimeter, Achilles and the perimeter around the grapevine that you couldn't plant anyways, even though you couldn't plant it, doesn't mean it doesn't serve as an effective divider um, to make these two fields of wheat and barley, for argument's sake, visually distinct. And the same goes with a kever, if you have, like, say, an unmarked grave in the middle of your base rova. Now, the reason you can't plant on it is because it's forbidden to plant atop of a grave. But nevertheless, um, the base rova remains big and empty and therefore acts to separate the two fields and lets them be visually distinct. Um, Vahasela, same goes for bedrock. Bedrock, if you have, you know, bedrock protruding from the ground in the field, of course, you can't plant there because there's no soil. And therefore, again, you might think one might have thought that you didn't plant there for reasons other than just as a, as a hecker to divide the two fields of wheat and barley. But no, it's not true. As long as it's unplanted, it's effective as a divider. All those things, all in the Mina space rova, all those Whatever is inside the base rova area is included in the base rova. So it's, you know, base rova ignoring whatever happens to be in the middle of it. That's the pshat according to the Bartanura and almost all, and all the other Roshonim. According to the Gra and the Rush Cerulio, we're talking about the wheat field itself or the barley field itself. Each one has to be a base rova in size. And even if it's not a solid base rova because there's a segment or section inside the wheat field that couldn't be planted because it's like a crack filled with water or it's got in it uh, like a, a work area of a, of a grape vine, even let's say the grape vine's out of the area, but it's, you know, with it, it's within the corner of the grape vine's work area, you know, enters into the field so you couldn't plant your wheat there, or you have an unmarked grave over there, or you have bedrock growing over there, and therefore you haven't got a solid homogenous 10 and a bit by 10 and a bit um, area of wheat, because there's a section that isn't planted for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, since uh, in total, it's still a 10 by 10 area, it's visually distinct, um, that's sufficient. Okay, now the Mishnah goes and finally says, after all this talk, 
exactly when the base rova applies. So we have tvua but tvua. If you have two fields, um, one planted within or beside the other, and we're not talking about starting on all four sides, but if you plant wheat next to barley, where you have a big barley field and you want to plant wheat amongst the barley, just again, not enclosed on all four sides, then base rova, what you need to have is a base rova as, according to Bartonura, a divider between the two. And according to the gra, etc., it's going to be that the wheat you planted amongst the barley has to be a base rova in size. Um, yerek be yerek. On the other hand, if you're not planting um, tvua, grain, which would be, you know, the chameshut aminum, etc., grain, instead you're planting different kinds of vegetables. You got turnips, you got radishes, you got uh, collard greens or whatever it is, cabbages, etc., and you're planting them in squares, so then you need to have not a base rova, because you don't normally plant vegetables in such large areas, rather shisha tfachim, a mere six tefach square um, would be enough, or six tefach dividing of unplanted area between the square of vegetable A and the square of vegetable B. Again, that's according to the Bartonura, that it's an unplanted area. According to the Gra and the Rosh Cerulio, you won't have to do that at all. Instead, you could just um, plant the two vegetables side by side, no problem, as long as each of the vegetable patches are sufficiently large, and how sufficiently large? Six by six tfachim is sufficiently large. Tfubi Yerek, what happens if you have, um, amongst your greens, you plant grain, or Yerek B'Tavua, amongst your grain fields, you plant some kind of greens, some vegetables, whatever it is. The rule is base rova. This first shita is that it doesn't matter. The area that we're talking about, if you have a square planted area, has to be a whole base rova inside of each. The grains and the greens both must be base rova inside to be visually distinct, um, according to the gra and according to the according to the the Bartonura, etc. It means an unplanted area the size of a base rova between your grains and greens. Rebliezer disagrees, and he says, Yarak Batvua, if you're planting a vegetable patch, a patch of Yuraklos, of greens, um, beside or within or next to a grain field, then Shisha Tefachim is sufficient. You don't need a full base rova. Six Tefachim will do, uh, meaning the space of unplanted area, according to the Bartanura, between the grains and the greens need not be a whole base rova, as the previous Tana held. Rather, a simple um, six by six tefach can be sufficient. And according to the Gra, we're saying that if you have a big vegetable, uh, sorry, if you have a big grain field and you want to plant a vegetable patch along one of its edges, um, again, not totally surrounded on all four sides, but on one of its edges, no problem. As long as your vegetable patch is six by six tefachim, that's sufficient because it's visually distinct as a six by six plot of vegetables next to a larger grain field. Um, Halach, however, does not follow Rabbi Eliezer. It follows the Tanakama, meaning that if you have grains and greens side by side and your grains are in a square area and your greens are in a square area as opposed to rows, as we discussed previously, we had rows and strips and lines, shuros, etc. But if you have a square of vegetables, you'll need to have, according to Bartanura, the full base row of unplanted area, offsetting the area from the, the grains from the greens. And according to the, the, uh, the Gra and the Rastrelio, You'll need to have both, if you have squares, both the grains and the greens be a full base rova inside size to be visually distinct if you want to plant them one next to the other.